episode 14, I believe. And getting it in in the ringer. Well, getting it in at the no, I don't think that's the right. I don't, you know what I mean. I'm getting it in right at the last minute. If you start your week on Sunday, it doesn't count for you. But if you end your week on Sunday, this counts technically a week. I'm not gonna let one go. <laughs> uh, but you know, with work and all that stuff, dude, it gets it gets um, kind of pushed back. And I'm doing this for fun, so that's all that matters. That's what you should be doing. You should be doing it for fun, right? Do everything for fun. Do everything for fun. What are you doing? Taking life too serious. Like, I'm going to take it serious because his dog is barking outside of the window. Driving me crazy. I try to record a pod inside my van. That's a, Dude, that's how bad I bring it to you. I try to do it while driving, while I got to be paying attention to the road, you know, for the people around me. But the people around me don't know. I got to drop these pods, baby. You know what I mean? I got to drop these pods. They don't know. But now they know. And now you know. And, um... Man, first, uh, like, okay, I only get to talk about this because I used to be like a, I, now I wasn't a big time sneakerhead, but I loved sneakers, dude. I loved when shoes came out, couldn't wait, drop days, all that good stuff. And then I kind of lost interest in it because, you know, a whole change in me was like, ah, I'm just trying to, I'm not trying to even be a minimalist. I, I don't even, I don't subscribe to that of like, I have one pair of pants and one pair and one t-shirt and a pair of socks. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to live all like, you know, futuristic. Like I have minimalist stuff. I keep it, you know, none of that now. But I just was like, this is too much for one person. I need to stop. So with that stopping, like it kind of took the, 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 I don't know what do you call it? Like the blinders off, man. I was like bird box style. Cause like, but inside my my handkerchief or whatever, all I saw was like new shoes. I need them. I need every single pair that comes out, every single drop. And now I don't have that on. Now blinders are off. I'm seeing no more world, baby. I'm just seeing like, and you know what? I'm gonna say baby sometimes. Fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> but I'm like, ah, one pair of shoes is fine and it's good. And then I start, and then I and then I get off of the sneaker scene for like I don't know. Five years, ten years. Well, five years. I'm ten years. Jesus, like five years. And then I start to see, like, man, why did I like these shoes? You know what I mean? Like, I know why I liked them, but more or less, like, why did I think that I needed to have every shoe that came out? And then I, you know, I step back more and I realize, like, dude, you're never gonna have the holy grail. You think you have the grail. You're like, this is the grail, man. Like. Imagine sneakerheads all around this like small mountain, and then one guy goes up to the mountain. He's all, "Listen, or have it right here, man. The only grail of them all, uh, it is the Travis Scott X Nike X McDonald's X Exxon, right? Because this is gas, right? X, you know, McDonald's again. They they sponsored it twice, and you think like." Okay, this is the shoe. This is the mecca. There's no way they're going to top that. And then next month, they, they're, they're like, oh, we're doing a Kanye X Jordan X Michael Jackson, whoever owns his estate comes back. All the Michaels, Michael Scott, collect, you know what I mean? It's all my, it's the, you know what? Get Kanye out of there. It's a Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, Michael Scott collab, Nike. And and then people buy that out. And they're like, we're only going to make 
two pairs and you know one you know one of them goes to Michael Jordan's family and the rest you have you have to get invited for an exhibition where you fight to the death to get the next shoe and that's it and then and then people are like oh I want it you know what I mean immediately so so that was my career in sneaker sneaker culture and after I got out of that I was like you're never going to catch up you're never going to have the one you want cuz the next next month they have to drop something even better a better collab an even better shoe so now i see that and uh, like you know people are like dying at the ha- like they're just they want this shoe they'll stand in line they'll do the time they'll get on the websites they'll do the trades they'll they'll have their mom go work at nike and then end up having a whole sneaker reselling shop and then have photos of him posted with like hundreds of shoes that you couldn't get and you were taking nails on and you think it's fair and it's not fair and you know what that's a good example life isn't fair shoes shouldn't be fair but the only reason i get to talk about this stuff is a little bit of that and mainly because of nike sb love love their shoes of like how they skate i mean the dunk is probably my all-time favorite shoe to skate in but sometimes i feel like guys give it a break you know what i mean like take a step back and look what you're doing they they had great collabs they did great shoes like i mean throughout the years all great concepts you know uh baby bear mama bear papa bear such a sick collab not not even a collab it's just such a sick concept i mean i would never wear the shoes but to have them would be nice um but now dude i just saw this shoe and i've talked about this on previous podcasts but i'll do it again and i'll do it again and i'll do it again you know what i mean that they did a collaboration with and i didn't even do my research that much but i believe it looked well anyways it's no matter the collaboration it's based on a hero and what a hero is is that little you know little handheld sandwich He's got the, you got the meats, you got the lettuce, the tomato, the sour cream. Delicious. Delicious. Don't want to wear them on the feet. You know what I mean? Like, super good. Oh, you, you, you tell me, like, hey, we're going to go grab some euros. I'm like, well, I'm right behind you. Obviously, I want a euro. But you say, hey, you want to wear these on your feet? No. They're for eating. Not for fashion. I just think like you found, you found, hey, we can do anything. But doesn't mean you should. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and they're not the only ones who do this. Let me make make that really clear. Adidas does this. Vans does this. Instead of like collaborating with so many people. Because, I mean, you can endlessly collab or you can endlessly have concepts. There's so many things you could do. It's, it just goes endless. Drop a regular shoe that just has good colors. Drop a, or, or a better shoe that just feels better skateboarding-wise instead of these concepts. Like, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Or, like, put out limited a year. But it's like it seems like every month it's like there's the hottest shoe from – adidas vans nike it always you're never gonna catch up and then they'll probably do a catch-up collab now that i said that you know i said catch up but it sounded like ketchup nike x ketchup i don't all red shoe i guarantee it 
And it's, oh, dude. And it's like, it, I already know the story they would do with this, right? They would, it'd be like Hype Beast would go behind the scenes. We hung out with, you know, and, and like, it's like a, dude, they do this whole thing. They're like, uh, we met up with a tomato farmer who who's collaborating on the new Nike shoe. We went to him to ask him what, how did he hook up with Nike? And the guy's like, and the guy's like this just simple guy, just living his life, right? He's like, and he's like, yeah, what's up? My name is CJ and I'm an organic tomato farmer. Here's the thing. Nike came to me. I was just hanging out in my backyard and a Nike exec popped up and he was like, hey, you grow tomatoes? And he's like, yeah, I grow tomatoes. He's like, oh, well, this looks sick. What do you do? He's like, oh, well, yeah, like, you know, I make uh, tomatoes for the stars, really, you know, like I get, uh, you know, like Quentin Tarantino buys my tomatoes, you know, George Clooney buys my tomatoes. Uh, One time I had Kelly Clarkson back here, you know, buy some of my tomatoes. And yeah, man, he's all... So you want to collab on a shoe? I was I would say say less, obviously. I want I, I want to, you know, have a shoe. And then that's how that happens, dude. And then Hype Beast does like a 12-minute expose on the guy who grows tomatoes and got a Nike deal cuz anybody's getting a deal out here. You know what I mean? And then uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a genius, but I'm assuming the shoe would be red, maybe little parts of green on the top to resemble a tomato. Inside the insoles would be like a the seed, the gushy seeds. That's something that you can't really grasp with your finger. Try to pinch it. Try to grab when you can't do it. It's not gonna happen. But anyways, look, I digress. They can do what they want, but I'm just saying, try harder. Okay, make it look cooler. A hero, no go. And this is gonna be a heavy skate. This is gonna be a heavy skate pod because, dude, I was I was having the thought of the other day. They just released a show on HBO. I I think ugh, I think it's called. Man, I don't know what this show is called, but I I know it's based on like these young girls skateboarding in like New York City, and that's fine, and that's great, and that's awesome because more girls are skateboarding, which is fucking cool. Dude, it was only Alyssa Seymour back in the day, and I was like, that's sick. You know, she was she was shredding. And uh, this new show, I think they try really hard to, like, we're going to do a skateboarding show, and, and everybody's down with it. Everybody, everybody who's a skateboarder that I follow is always like, this is cool. This is the coolest thing. And it is, but it's also like they never get it right. I feel like like they have the people, they have the skateboards, and they never like finish the concept. You know what I mean? They never truly get what it is to be a skateboarder, and like they're close. They're always very close. But something like somebody in the show or the movie will say a line and you're like, ah, dude, we don't say that. You know what I mean? Like, we don't do that. Like, not, uh, but I, I, I think it's cool that they're trying to bring skateboarding, obviously, to more people. And that's cool if a little girl sees that, wants to grab a board and go skate. I'm all for that. But my only issue is like, they almost, dude, I think the movie to only get it truly right was Lords of Dogtown. That movie was fucking sick as shit, I think. Like, I'll claim that as a skateboarding movie. And that was, like, about early skateboarding. But it 
I don't know, man. Like that one was. I I wasn't even around for that one. All the there, all the newer ones that I watched are always kind of like cheesy or horrible acting. And and dude, there was a there's there's a movie you can look it up. I'm pretty sure on YouTube it's free. There's no way they're charging anybody to see this because they shouldn't. It's called Street Dreams, right? And the guys who made it, the the guy who mainly funded it was was Rob Dyrdek, and I don't think he talks about the movie like at all. It's not like a, it's not like he's ashamed of it or anything, but he's definitely not proud of it. Like, I mean, you know, if I was him and I had a movie, I'd be like, hey, go check my movie out anytime I anytime I had time to talk, you know, go check this movie I made out. So I remember the the promotion for this movie. It was like a movie about skaters for skaters. And I thought a movie for skaters by skaters sounds good. But, dude, the acting in this. And I'm going to get a little a little Parisian right here. It was horrible. Okay? It was horrible if that was Parisian. I don't know. It was horrible, dude. Please go find a clip on YouTube. Look up Street Dreams. And it has Paul Rodriguez, P-Rod, as the main character. And then it has all the other people. And, like, so the whole the whole theme of this movie is, like, P-Rod has to get to Tampa Pro or Tampa Am to get seen, to do this one trick that will get him sponsored. And that's the thing, dude. All these movies always start with the kid who's, like, like whose parents have a problem with it, right? They're like the parents are like you're gonna flunk out of school. Not you got to worry about your career. And it's like, dude, it's not every skateboarder's, you know, trajectory. Sure, we get obsessed with it. That's all we want to do, and everything else falls by the wayside. But it doesn't mean <laughs> I better get it. It's an it's an easy story to to spin. It's like kids doing bad in school, only wants to focus on skating. Parents are worried. I mean, dude, they did that for Brink. You know what I mean? A rollerblading movie. It's just like, dude, we all, all action sports guys don't have a problem with, I mean, I I get it a lot, do, because you only want to be doing the thing that you love doing, which is skateboarding, surfing, BMX, whatever. Not going to say rollerblading, you should be rollerblading, okay, bye. But um, that's all the concept is, is like, kid, if you don't get your life together, you're going to mess it up. And, And the dad's always hard. And then, of course, the dad comes around when he the kid does good at the contest or good at the you know gets sponsored because like you know the dad's like you know what I, I didn't see it first you know he had me worried what am i supposed to do you know <laughs> and so uh street dreams as hard as they tried i'll give them that they it just didn't it just didn't hit man i watched it and i was like oh can i get through this it was just so painful to get through another good movie though along with lords of dogtown was like this small indie flick and you you need to check this one out dude i don't know where you got to go for it but you need to check it out it's a movie called what's up rockers dude and if you listen to the lot uh i think it was a yeah it was the episode before what's up rockers is dude one of the best skateboarding films i ever saw because it was it had nothing to do there was really no storyline they just kind of 
like legit they shot these four or five skateboarding kids all hispanic from la uh they shot them skateboarding and going around and to this i like this movie it's a small indie flick you should definitely check it out i think you can find it on amazon you can find fucking anything on amazon literally and that goes for movies as well this podcast is not sponsored by amazon you're not getting me jeff bezos go to space returning for one i don't care but dude what's up rockers it was such a good film it follows these five Hispanic kids in L.A., probably Mexican, and it just shows a day in the life of them. But it's a movie. It's not just like a documentary thing. It's not that. It's like a movie of what it is to be a Hispanic skateboarding kid in L.A. It is, I think, personally, hands down, I haven't seen it in a while, but what I took away from it back then was it was one of the best skateboarding movies because that's – what me and my friends were doing, I mean, not everything in that movie because it gets a little crazy. But, dude, if somebody had followed us around on a good skate day and made that a movie, I would I'd be like, yeah, I'd fucking go watch that for sure. Because it was just – you could be skating. You could run into friends. You could just get into like a bunch of trouble or – you know, and it was just fun, dude. And like running away from cops, jumping fences – you know, stopping at gas stations, eating food. This doesn't seem exciting, but like this movie definitely makes it look cool. And um, the good thing about that is like, even if you weren't a skateboarder, you, you could appreciate the story. And so Street Dreams is on my kind of like shit list. Great, I mean, dude, I support everybody in that film for sure and for them making it, but it's just, it's just a bad skateboarding movie. And uh, <laughs> the other well, look, dude, this movie, I'll put it in, it's like in between, because it's a good, bad skateboarding movie, and what I mean by that is, like, it's good because it was a big budget film, but it's bad because they, you know, it really did, it wasn't even that bad, it was good, it's a, it's a good feel, it's like my, uh, it's a guilty pleasure movie, because it's like, it didn't do anything wrong, it just didn't do anything right, you know what I mean, and... That movie is called Grind. What did they? They didn't do nothing wrong by the name, but they just didn't do it right, and they just just grind. You know what I mean? But if you know when I say, "Hey, have you seen the movie Grind?" You know exactly that I'm talking about that movie. There's no other movie called Grind that has to deal with grinding in Grind. You know what I mean? So this movie's this movie follows like four skateboarders. Each of them. What I did like about it, though, is that they like they depicted, you know, different types of guys in a crew of skateboarders. Like you have the crazy one, the one who skates, but he's trying to like have a future after. Uh, the one that who's only focused on skateboarding, his only dream is to get sponsored, and then you have the guy who's only in it for the girls. Absolutely, dude. That is the crew of all crews of all crews. I've I've hung out with those dudes. I've known those dudes. I've skated with those dudes. All the types. They got that right, and that's why I like that movie a lot. Because you, it follows this one guy, and uh, dude, there's a scene in the beginning of this movie that had me thinking. This is how all sponsored skaters got like got to uh, you know use their sponsorship right i thought you could roll up into a shop and just say like hey man let me get my boards and the shop owner is like oh he's so happy to have you there he's like oh what's up man yeah for sure i got you pull the boards off the wall give them to you 
and you just walk out. But then I'm like, and then I meet shop owners and they're like, oh no, yeah, we don't do that because that's our, that's our money off the wall. What do you, uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, and dude, for so long I was like, oh, I can't wait to get sponsored, go into my local shop and be like, yeah, let me get that board on Gans, you know what I mean? And, um, so anyways, they go on the trip. It's the same concept as a street dreams, like unsponsored skater wants to follow this pro to get seen by him to do this one trick that he feels would change his whole trajectory in the skate game and get sponsored by this guy. And so they do that. Of course, you know, shenanigans on the way there happen. And, you know, you know, long story short, the guy gets his wish. He wants to get sponsored. And then what do they do? They call it back when he gets sponsored. He goes into the shop he, you know, he speaks to the same shop owner that was like not really giving him anything, and the guy sees him now. He's all all love, you know. Tells him to give him a few boards, gets takes him off. What it, dude, and what I want as a goal is to get one of those boards. If they made prop boards, I want the that one of those boards from that movie. That would be so sick, dude, to have. And so the 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 closing scene goes. He's like, hey man, yeah, let me get a couple of my boards. Gives them to him. He's like, rivers, you know what I mean? Just says rivers on the on the top, and uh, he sees a shop there. He's all, or saw a shop. Sorry, like, can't talk. He sees a kid there, and the kid's like, oh dude, you're Eric Rivers. So I saw you at the contest skating, you know, whatever. And then of course, uh, oh, and then he's playing it so cool, right? Like, like he's like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, what's what's up? What's up? He doesn't say that. That's that's not on that's not on the script. But uh, as he's leaving, he like uh, he sees this board. He's like, "Your board looks pretty thrashed, man." Here you go. Signs it. Gives the kid the board. Uh, and you know the kid's like, "Whoa, dude!" Like you know, thus creating the ripple effect of like this guy is gonna do that as well as when he gets sponsored, you know, so on and so forth. And it was cool, dude. It was it was good. Uh, I you know like. <laughs> I really I thought they did a pretty good job on you know like I said they didn't do anything wrong but they just didn't do everything right but it's whatever it's a it's a big budget film they did as much as they could and Lords of Dogtown dude I think like that one kind of I mean you had Heath Ledger in that one um you had a lot of like low key pros hiding in that movie as well. I think they did a, a really decent job. That's probably one of the ones skateboarding, the films I have to do with skateboarding, that's one of them I can watch like over and over and over again because it doesn't get old ever. And um, I think they did a really good job on that one. I got nothing to say on that one. I think like that one is probably like top on the, all right, fuck yeah, I'll watch that at any time, no problem. Oh, man. Dude, so the last thing I want to talk about, <laughs> and this is like, man, I, I, the older I get, right, I would put up with stuff when I was a younger kid when people would talk to me because I'm like, ah, I'm just a little kid, they don't, or even a teenager, whatever, like I'd put up with small talk, right, and it's fine, 
But now the job I work in construction, dude, you'll meet new people or you'll run into people at the job site. And it's not that I don't want to have small talk with you. That's not it. Okay? Just know that. What I don't want to do and what I don't want to hear. Okay, look, dude, you want me to put effort into talking? Give me a little effort with what you're going to say, right? Let's let's talk about literally anything except the sentence. And the sentence goes, hey, working hard or hardly working. Dude, when I hear that phrase, I want to jump out of the window. Because don't say that to me. Because you know what the answer is? Existing. That's what I want to say. I'm like, oh, I'm just existing. You know what I mean? I want to take that saying, dude. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to friend that saying on Instagram, right? I'm like, oh, cool. Working hard, hard work. Add. There you go. That will get the friend request. And then he'll accept. Of course, I'm a cool guy. I look like a cool guy on my page, right? On my little photo, you think I'm a cool guy. You click on it, not assuming. I'm like, hey, we should hang out sometime. You look like fun. I mean, <laughs> looks like you're always working hard, right? You know, I give him that give him that little, little intro. He's like, oh, sick. He's a fan of mine. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm the same. Work hard or hardly work and whatever. Then, of course, I plan a murder, right? I'm going to deceive the same. I'm gonna invite him over. Like, hey, cool. I, uh, you know, I see. I, I hear you a lot. That's for sure. So you must be popular. He's like, yeah. You know, a lot of older guys like to use me as a term uh, to start small talk as a joke. And and you know, I I, I just let him say it. You know, it's fine. I've, I've been doing this a very long time. Yeah. You seem like seem like you're real old, man. How old are you? I was like, oh man, I must be. I'm all time. And I'm like, yeah. You, I mean, you sure are. As long as I've been alive, I've heard this saying. Right, and I'll befriend him. We'll hang out multiple, multiple times. I'll gain his trust, you know. And uh, finally, one day he comes over. You know, he's real drunk, and uh, I'll uh, I'll get him real drunk, and I'll have him sit down on the couch, and I will. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie American Psycho, but I will have newspaper i'll have plastic all around my house or i'll you know centralize it to one room and i will kill him with an axe just like american psycho did just like christian bale put all that power into jared leto's neck i will be like you're working hard or you're hardly working and laugh and wash the blood splatter across my face. And I will be so happy because that saying will be dead. Then open the trunk of my car. Throw him in there. Find a secluded area to go. And start digging a grave. Until I get about four feet deep. Don't want to waste all that time on the rest two on the other two feet, no. Then I'll throw him in there. Ugh. Right? He'll land in the grave. And then as I'm about to pour 
you know, more dirt on him to bury him. You know, he'll he'll look up at me and he'll go, I don't understand. I thought you were working hard. And I'll go, yeah, hardly. Start to bury that saying, dude, and start to bury it. Then, obviously, I'm not that great at committing that murder. Cops will show up. Come with us. All right. Go to, cut to me standing in front of the judge, right? And the judge is like, do you feel like you're dead? You committed this heinous crime. You felt like this was necessary. I'll look up at the judge, right? Square in his face, no emotion. And I'll say, it was worth every penny. And that doesn't make sense. But then that's the next saying I'll have to kill because I just said, you know, I just said it to the judge. Be right there. (laughs) It's my wife knocking on the door. Let me know dinner's ready. But she doesn't know I'm about to wrap this up. Because in this scenario, I go to jail and spend the rest of my life in prison for killing the sane, working hard or hardly working. And it would have been worth it just so I don't have to hear anybody say that to me ever again to start small talk. Just ask me how I'm doing. But anyways, I got this pod underneath the wire. Week to week, that's how I'm coming at you. I'm going to find a way to do it every time. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you next week.